George's. Welcome, whether you've gathered together here in the sanctuary or you've gathered online, alone at home or with fellow residents in Braemount and other care homes. No matter where you are or who you are, God loves you and you are welcome. The intimations are in the order of service. There is a note there about a and a meeting about asylum seekers and refugees, an open forum of local services in the Watermill Hotel on Friday from 1 to 4, a display of groups and charities, etc., who already help. Faith and community are last asking, inviting local churches to go and visit and see if there's any way that they can offer help. So if anyone wants to go and report back, please let Hamish know. And there's a nice little bit here that I don't know whether we should put out there everywhere online, but with the presbytery plan still to be finalised, it's a way of showing that we are involved in mission in the community. But more than that, it's about doing God's work. It's about loving our neighbours. And again, loving our neighbours, Homestart Renfrewshire are looking for volunteers and they're offering a training course for four weeks. So if you're interested, contact them direct. Stephen, our urban historian and our live streamer, is holding a talk in the session room on Thursday the 25th of August at 7pm and it will look at the life of Peter Barnett, Pace's first African-American and the lives of others buried in Castlehead graveyard. So, might be of interest to a variety of people. See Stephen, who's up in the balcony just now, either, well now, after service or email him to reserve your place. Two dates for your diary, one of which is in the order of service, one of which is not. The first one is a ladies' breakfast. There are posters up about this. Ladies' breakfast will be held on Saturday, the 27th of August at 9.45 in the large hall. That's AM. So it's a breakfast. Tickets and menu choices are available from Brent Dory, John Boyle and Kenny Ross. And finally, a bit further ahead, 10th of, De 10th of September, the Social Committee are holding a church barbecue, Beetle Drive and a quiz with a raffle and prizes. Slips are in the usual places, that's around the church. Complete one and drop it into the silver box and we will do the rest. Okay, so these, I think, are all the intimations. Unless anyone's got anything else they have a burning desire to share with us or that's been missed out. So, come in faith, trusting in God, our unfailing treasure. Come and worship. We worship God by standing, if able, to sing this morning's psalm, which we'll find at hymn number 39, God the Lord, the King Almighty. Hymn number 39.
And now let's come to God in prayer. Let's pray. Come now, Lord, for we are ready. Faces washed and hands clean to meet you. Come now, Lord, for we are ready. Voices poised, minds alert to praise you. Come now, Lord, for we are ready. Hearts open, souls seeking to invite you in. If you find us too comfortable, then we are sorry. For we are perhaps overly familiar with this place and with its rituals. We know the people and the places where we sit. We know the rhythm of word and worship. We know our role within the pattern. Sometimes we are unprepared for the unexpected and fail to be good hosts when words of love come knocking. Come now, Lord, for we are ready to be forgiven. Not because we know the ritual and the rhythm or our role within the pattern, but because we know you. We know you come not to blame or accuse, but to sit with us in our shamefulness. We know you come, though we are slaves to sin. We know you come to serve up love and grace again and again and again. Come, Lord, we are your people. We are waiting. We will praise your holy name and we will worship you. We will listen for your word. We will be in your presence. And hear us now, Lord, as we pray together in the familiar words of the prayer your son taught his friends. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, I see that we have one or two young folk with us. I wonder, Shuna and Finlay, if you'd like to come out and give me a hand with this, please. If you hadn't been here, I would have had to ask the choir, and I don't know whether they'd have been up for this. Have you ever played this? No? Okay. Let's see if it works. So it's called Pop-Up Pirate. Oops, it's not start, it's not, ah, there we go. Now, the idea is that you have to put the swords into the barrel. Okay, so do you want to have a go? I've put one in and we'll see what happens. Do you any idea what might happen? No? You think it might pop up? Mm-hmm. That's it, steady it. I think there's about 24 swords, so we might be here for a wee while, but that's all right. I did try it. I, did, I have tried it out. So we're having to wait. And we don't know what's... Well, we do know what's going to happen. We've guessed what's going to happen. But we don't know when it will happen. Well, I put one in. Okay. Oh! <laughs> oh, chance, just chance that I put it in there. 
So we didn't know when that would happen. And we have to do lots of waiting, don't we? Mm -hmm, for all sorts of things. What sort of things are you waiting for just now? Anything in particular? Are you waiting to go back to school? No, <laughs> I know, I know. And once you're at school, do you have to wait for things there? Yeah. yeah. What, what class are you in, Finlay? P6. So primary school, do you line up outside when the bell goes? Uh -huh. And you've got to wait for your teacher to come along and say, come in. And if it's pouring with rain, do you still have to wait outside? Yeah, not, sometimes. not sometimes. So sometimes you get inside. So do you have to wait for your lunch? Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. And some days, is your tummy rumbling as you wait? Uh -huh. I know, because mine is too. And then we've been waiting for our summer holidays. And now they're here and they're nearly over. Are you waiting? Are you keenly waiting to go back to school? Not really. What about you, Shuna? You've still got four weeks? All right, okay. So you obviously come from, do you live in England? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because my grandchildren still have lots of weeks down there. So, so you're quite happy. How long have you got, Finlay? One week. One week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> yeah, I know. And sometimes we know what, just when something will happen. We know when our birthdays are, don't we? We know when Christmas happens. You know when the end of the summer holidays are, and so do you, and you're happy and you're not. Okay. Sometimes we have to wait for things when we don't know exactly when they'll happen. Uh -huh. Sometimes folk are waiting for a new baby to arrive, and they've no idea when that'll happen. And this morning, for grown-ups, it might be waiting for an appointment at the hospital. It might be waiting for a phone call from a friend, going, I wish they would phone me. Maybe I'd say the phone works two ways. But this morning's Bible passage is about waiting, but we're going to have to wait a little longer. But we're going to sing, first of all, and then later on I've got a task for you to do. So I'll give you each one of these when you go back over to sit, a bag. And there are some coloured pens in that box. So take the box back with you and I'll explain to you what you can do later to keep you busy while I'm talking to the, the grown-ups. And no grown-ups, I'm sorry, I don't have enough bags for everyone to be busy doing that. But thank you very much, Shuna and Finlay. We're going to sing now from St George's Praise. We're going to sing, it's number nine, but we're going to add an extra verse in because for whatever reason, it has the, what I always think of this hymn as missing out. I always think of this as give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. So we're going to add that verse in to the very beginning. So it's number nine, give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning, and then through the verses that are printed. So let's stand if able to sing that.
Jesus had to say about waiting. Our Bible readings will be read for us this morning by Moira. The Bible reading today is from Luke 12, verses 32 to 40, Riches in Heaven. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell all your belongings and give the money to the poor. Provide for yourselves purses that don't wear out and save your riches in heaven, where they will never decrease, because no thief can get to them and no moth can destroy them. For your heart will always be where your riches are. Be ready for whatever comes, dressed for action and with your lamps lit, like servants who are waiting for their master to come back from a wedding feast. When he comes and knocks, they will open the door for him at once. How happy are those servants whose master finds them awake and ready when he returns. I tell you, he will take off his coat Ask them to sit down and will wait on them. How happy they are if he finds them ready, even if he should come at midnight or even later. And you know, you can be sure that if the owner of a house knew the time when the thief would come, he would not let the thief break into his house. And you too must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you are not expecting him. Amen. Thank you, Moira. We continue in our worship by standing to sing hymn number 551, In Heavenly Love Abiding, hymn 551.
Omoira has just read for us a passage where it talks about everyone having to be ready for the master to return. So, Finlay and Shuna, you've got a while to go before you go back to school, but Finlay, you're sooner. Have you got everything all organised? What do you need? Yeah, got your uniform. Mm -hmm. You've had your hair cut, no? You're getting that done later, right? Good, good. What else do you need for being ready for going back to school? Have you got your pencil case already? Oh, you don't take a pencil case? Oh, okay, Thing, things have changed. You take a pencil case this year? No, okay, so it's all provided for you? Oh, wow, very good, very good. Supposing you were, let's think, going swimming, what would you need to take? Your swimming costume? Goggles? Towel? Mm -hmm. So, if we're getting ready for things, no matter what it is, we've got to be ready, haven't we? Might be a family visit. You've maybe had to pack to come up to stay up here on holiday, yeah. Oh. So we've got to be all organised so that things go well for us. So what I've done today is I've given you a bag each and I'd like you to think about something you might need to get ready for. It doesn't matter whether it's going swimming, going on holiday, going back to school, anything you like that you need to be ready for. And you can decorate that bag with the felt tip pens in whatever way you want while I talk to the grown-ups and then later on we'll talk about what you've done. Is that all right? Okay? If you want to sit and listen and not bother with the bags, that's equally fine. I don't mind. You do what you like. Oh, sorry, that's, I'm not allowed to go that way. <laughs> so, turning back to the Gospel, the first three verses of today's Gospel talks primarily of wealth. Wealth both in terms of the treasures of this world and the treasures of the next. Now today as we listen to the news and we hear of the increasing cost of food, all right, petrol and diesel's maybe down just a little. We hear about increasing inflation and we hear about the election of the new leader of the Conservatives who will eventually become our next minister, next prime minister. We're all, I suppose, a wee bit money orientated because we hear about taxes and maybe reducing VAT and maybe what do we do about the change in national insurance. All of this is being discussed. But all of us will know the sayings, a penny saved is a penny earned or look after the pennies and the pounds will look after themselves. And does Rishi Sunak and Liz Trust compete to offer tax cuts and put more money in people's pockets in their bid to be the new Conservative Party leader and hence Prime Minister. It's very challenging to put this approach to politics against today's readings. But let me share with you the reflections of an English vicar. And he, like me, had been on holiday. But he wrote, my mother was full of mottos and proverbs about living frugally and spending wisely. But I was challenged this week. A neighbouring teenager had been feeding my cats while I was on holiday and my wife had agreed a daily rate, which once you added it up was a lot more than my mother would consider value for money. I reacted with a little surprise and a little bit of anger, but then God challenged me as to why I felt I had to cling on to my money. Yes, the amount being paid to this teenager was either profligate or generous, depending on your point of view. But did I trust God 
ultimately to provide for me and my household. Could I afford to overpay in this case to support someone who might well need it more? What did it say about where I had placed my treasure? Some things to think about there. And I think we can all put ourselves into that gentleman's shoes. And these thoughts of this Church of England vicar are probably emphasised because the pressure on everybody's finances is getting greater and greater. It's projected to continue increasing. And let us be in no doubt that this pressure will lead to real anguish and suffering for many. People will have to choose between heating and food. That's a choice that some people will have to make. And it's a choice that we need to think about. We need to think about the less well-off in our society and what we individually and collectively can do to support others. For Jesus, well, Jesus never takes the suffering of the poor lightly. And his encouragement holds for us too. He says, do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. But whatever financial security we enjoy, it is only for this life. But then we will share in God's kingdom forever. And we need to lift our eyes above, if you like, the bottom line. We need to lift our eyes upwards and be working for God's purposes and values so that when he comes again, when we meet him again, whether that be in our lifetime here on earth or whether it be in the next life, that we will be ready and not dismayed. And that takes us, if you like, quite neatly to the second section of today's readings. So let's travel back through time to the second century. An argument had erupted among the Christians in Antioch, not over the usual kind of things that we would argue about today, like who had used the guild china, or whether they liked the new hymn tune, or whether that tune should have been played on the organ rather than the piano or keyboard. But it was about something much more important. This argument had been simmering away for years, and it all came to a head when old Felix died at the age of 92. He was the last of them who had been alive at the same time as Jesus. Only just. He'd been four at the time of the crucifixion, and he lived 300 miles from Jerusalem. But as long as old Felix was alive, they could hold on to believing that Jesus might still come back before all his contemporaries were dead. Now, well now that couldn't happen. And yet, and yet he'd promised it would. He'd promised that he would come back. They were hoping that Luke's new manuscript, A History of Jesus' Life and What It Meant, would help to sort it out. So they came to the big house that Sunday, eager to hear the next instalment. The teacher unrolled the scroll, still a bit stiff and with its freshly tanned parchment smell, and began to read. Be ready for action and have your lamps lit. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds alert when he comes. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn, and finds them so. Blessed are those servants. You also must be ready, 
for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. See, said young Marcus, who was always the first to speak, it could be any time now. We expected it while Felix was alive, so now could be the unexpected hour. Except, whispered his sister Diana, that now you're expecting it, so it can't be, can't be unexpected if you're expecting it. People were getting more and more agitated and upset. It can't be true, but he wouldn't lie to us. Let's ask the teacher to read it again. I'm sorry I can't see any other way than that the disciples remembered it wrongly. They made a mistake. We all do. Maybe he was talking about sending the Spirit, not really coming back himself. Well, I see he said it and he meant it. The more time goes past, the sooner he will be here. And just how long are we supposed to wait, said old Faustus, always the cynic. How long can the time go on being short? Martha, Martha, who was named after her grandmother, who'd moved from Bethany as an old woman long after Jesus' death, when the terrible killings began. As someone who'd heard the story from one who'd been so close to Jesus, as close to Jesus as her grandmother Martha was, well, Martha knew that they would listen to her, but she was hesitant about speaking. There had been mutterings that it was not seemly for women to speak in church, but no, she had to say something. So she said, do you really think it matters? And she stopped as all the heads in the room turned to look at her. She cleared her throat and started again. Do you think it really matters if he's coming back or not? Or at least if we'll be here to see it. But supposing he did appear in his glory right this very minute, do you think he would want to find us arguing about it or busy doing the work of the kingdom? Good question. Would he want to find us arguing about it or busy doing the work of his kingdom? For the Son of Man will come at an hour when we are least expecting him. And here we are, nearly 2,000 years beyond the crucifixion. And maybe just like the folks from 90 years after Jesus' death and resurrection and ascension, the folks who'd seen all of this firsthand, maybe we too are questioning just what is meant by this verse and by the advice, be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning. What do we do? Well, we wait. Do we sit? And wait? Is that what we do? Do we just sit and wait? How do we live as we wait? Surely, surely we have to do as Jesus did and as Jesus taught. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as you love yourselves. In today's intimations, there are intimations about asylum seekers and refugees and help that can be offered to them. There is the opportunity to volunteer to help with Home Start, to support local families with practical and emotional help as they raise their children. There are so many opportunities for us individually and collectively to love our neighbour as we love ourselves. 
And if we commit to doing this, if we do this, then we will be ready. We will be ready. We will be ready and waiting with our lamps lit. We sang earlier, give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. Give me joy in my heart, keep me singing. Give me love in my heart, keep me serving. Give me peace in my heart. So today in these dark days, we are to be like lamps, like lamps burning to light the way, to light the way for others to find Jesus. And through his love, we will have his love in our hearts, his love in our hearts to keep us serving. And when we know Jesus, we have that peace in our hearts, the peace in our hearts that stills the anxieties of the world. So we are to be ready. You too must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you are not expecting him. Now I set the children a challenge and I don't know what they have done about their bags. I wonder if I come over, if they'll tell me what they've done a wee bit about. What did you decide to do? Finlay was listening to me and Shuna is ready for the beach. Good idea. So what would you put in your bag for being ready for the beach, Shuna? Swimsuit, goggles, towel, sunscreen, good idea, especially when you've got your colour of hair. Water, yeah, oh, all sorts of things. Food, yeah, food's always important when you go to the beach. But just mind the seagulls, don't eat your ice Could you put ice cream in the bag? No, I think we may need to put money in the bag to go and buy an ice cream. But as I say, watch the seagulls. So, in a way today, we're thinking about Jesus getting us ready. Because when we listen to all these stories that Jesus tells us, we are getting ready and prepared for the future when we listen to him and we follow his ways. So that's what we do. But thank you so much for all your help today. Let's come now to God in prayer. Let's pray. God of preparation and hope, readying the lamps of expectation, even as you stir our souls with anticipation, may we be ready to serve, dressed for action, light to travel, nimble and ready. Challenge us to look deeply into the mirror, to see ourselves to shine into our lives a beam of honesty that awakens in us the realisation that where we commit our time, our energy, our money is where our heart resides. That where our treasure is, our heart will also be. Free us from what binds us. Release us from what holds us and set us onward never worrying about the day or the time, but knowing that every day and every time is when we meet you. We meet you in the outcast. We meet you in the stranger. We meet you in the lonely. We meet you in our neighbours. We meet you in our friends and in our families. Be with us, Lord, as we seek to do your work here in this place. All this we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, 
who will come at an hour when we are not expecting him. Amen. We continue in our worship by singing hymn 501, and it's the hymn that the choir sang as the introit this morning. It's a new hymn to us, hymn 501. Take this moment, sign and space. As the choir sings the anthem, our offerings will be brought forward as we offer to God, not just our money, but we offer to him our talents and our skills, our very lives.
Thank you, Alan, and thank you, choir. I'd now like to invite Moira to lead us in our prayers. Prayers of dedication. <coughs> Heavenly Father, you are our one and only God. You know us and love us as your family with an everlasting love. We pray that our gifts of money, given as an expression of our love for you, we pray those gifts are used in a meaningful and helpful way to help those who struggle. We thank you for enabling us to prosper and support the ministry of the church and the wider community. Amen. Now we have prayers for others. Dear Lord, when you created man, you expected him to look after your world. We failed. We now have global warming and the repercussions that brings with it. We pray that you give us the wisdom to stop the destruction of your world. We pray for the government and scientists that are involved in trying to evoke changes to reduce the problems that we have seen, such as floods and the fires that threaten our lives and dwelling places. We pray for the people who have to make life-changing decisions such as the family of Achi Battersby, as they struggle to come to terms with the removal of his life support. Be near them all, Lord, and lay your hand of support and give them strength to deal with the days and months ahead. We pray for all countries that are struggling with the effects of war. Please send your spirit to enable governments to try and find solutions to such crisis. We pray for all citizens that are suffering because of man's inhumanity to man. We pray for Christians persecuted in countries such as Pakistan, Egypt, Somalia, Burkina Faso, to name a few. Lord, give strength and guidance to the pastors who help to spread your word in these countries. We pray for the health and growth of our congregation. We pray for all the people taking part in the Commonwealth Games. As the Games draw to a close and people head home, we pray for their safe journey home. The Games have brought nations together in warmth and friendship. May this continue to hold strong as they go to their own countries. We also pray for the children of our congregation as they prepare for the start of a new school term or for some the, the continuation of their summer holidays. Lord, may you give guidance and strength to us all in your holy name. Amen. Thank you, Moira. We close our service of worship this morning by singing hymn number 449, Rejoice, the Lord is King, hymn 449.
interesting, could I remind you that tea and coffee is available in the hall through the back after worship. But the door is open. Let us go out into the world. Now we are ready. Let us proclaim the good news and the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit rest and remain with each one of you and all those whom you love this day and forevermore. Amen.